Welcome to my podcast, where you can listen to interviews, sermons, and much more. Cristo Urbano, the show. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Cristo Urbano, the show. Um, I'm very happy, very excited to have this set up right here at my in-law's house. We are in Winchester, Virginia. Uh, and I'm honored to have my good friend Alex, the legend, B-Body, <laughs> is with me today. How you feel, my friend? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. And I'm, I'm, I'm very, very happy that you accepted um, to spend this time, you know, in this interview. Uh, I know that there's a lot of people excited to see this interview. A lot of people send questions. Uh, how do you feel about that? <laughs> I, I mean, it's I'm a little nervous. I'm a little nervous. Um, but uh, I mean, I'm 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 honored that you asked, and uh, I'm just kind of excited about it. Cool. But hopefully, I don't ramble, and I <laughs> I answer everything clearly. Um, so. Yeah, yeah, go for it, man. It's good, it's good. Let's do it. Let me let me pray. Um, I like to start with a prayer because I uh, I also I always hope that you know um, this is an educational podcast. You know, like we like to learn, um, and I always hope that people that are listening, that are watching, uh, take something away from this. So uh, let me pray for us and. Your nerves will be calm too with this prayer. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Heavenly Father, thank you for this time. Thank you for allowing me to spend uh, these few minutes with my friend Alex. Uh, uh, may you bless him, bless his family, and bless all the people who are listening and watching uh, this interview. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. So, for people that don't know, um, that are wondering... Who is Alex Peabody? Um, <clears throat> Alex is a friend that I met a couple years ago here in Winchester. Um, and he, he caught my attention that Alex is a special guy. You know, I, I've been telling a lot of people back home about Alex and his family, you know, like... I'm blessed to know you, to know your family. You. Um, you guys have been in Dominican a couple times. But here's the catch. Wait for it. Alex had 16 kids. 16 kids. <laughs> uh, I have a lot of people that have questions, Alex. Um, how is life? You know, we know that... that, that you guys lost a baby um, mm -hmm. two years ago, so you have 15 kids now. Um, but how is life, you know, with those kids in your life? I mean, we get that question a lot, and uh, the one that I, the answer I try to give back is is one that I I hope is graceful. Because some people look at a large family and they think, oh, that must be really difficult. I only have one kid. I only have two kids. And, you know, they must be really incredible people. They must be super people. Um, and I, I, I really firmly believe that no matter how many children you have, no matter the size of your family, 
every family comes with its own difficulties, its own struggles, its own, um, its own hardships. And some things about our family make it easier because of how many kids we have. Mm. Some things make it more like difficult. Like what? Um, well, when one person gets in trouble, everybody sees. So uh, when one child has to be disciplined, it's a lesson for everybody. Um, so we don't have to discipline as, as frequently as I think people imagine that we might have to because there's always constant reminders because, you know, a brother got in trouble and he, you know, he did this or a sister got in trouble and she did this. So in that way, it's... And that probably happened every other day with that many kids. <laughs> it does, it does, but, but across the whole, it's a constant reminder for kids of, of all ages of the, the path that they should be taking um, in their behavior. Mm. So uh, there are difficulties, but I really try, and so does my wife. She tries really hard not to, to make any young mothers, because there's young families that are just starting off with one or two children um, that might feel that, uh, that their, their family is insignificant, and I don't believe that at all. Um, I don't think our family is more significant because we have uh, we have 16 kids. I I think our family is is significant because we follow Christ. Mm. Um, I think that that's a source of our significance, not just the numbers. But and, and you know something something that I I know people are thinking right now. You're a pretty young guy. How old are you now? I'm going to be 40 next week. He's going to be 40, which means that he's 39. Still, you're 39. Yes, right? I'm 39 right now. Yeah. How old were you when you got married? I was 18, and Sarah was 19 when we got married. Um, and we had our first child uh, about a year, a year and a few months later. Um, and uh, we were definitely very young parents, and we had to figure it out. Hmm. We had to figure out marriage. We had to figure out being, you know, husband and wife. We had to figure out being, you know, mother and father. Um, and uh, it it came pretty quickly. Hmm. But and and something that I was thinking, Alex, is like, you know, when one question, one of the one of the many questions that I got uh, on the internet. When did you meet Sarah? What age? I have known her since I was very, very young. Um, I usually say, like, I know that I've known her since I was about nine. Mm. Um, her, we didn't get along at first. <clears throat> um, I was, uh, I was kind of a, an annoying little kid. Um, and I teased her, and that caused her father to have to tell me to stay away from their family. And uh, I did. I stayed away from their family, and then I started dating his daughter, and then, <laughs> and then I gave him a bunch of grandkids, so I think he's forgiven me. Um, Sixteen kids later. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, he's, he's, he had to expand his house <laughs> so he could fit us all in for, like, Thanksgiving and Christmas. Um, but uh, 
I've I've known her since I was nine. We began dating when uh, when we were fourteen. Um, went through all the the teenage drama, broke up multiple times. <clears throat> I I always felt like she would be my wife, even from a young age. I felt like she would be my wife, um, and that was a, a focus that. I feel like God gave me. Um, mm. I feel like God answered that question. You know, this is this is the the girl that you'll be with, um, and so that helped me not to uh, waver in my in my dedication and my devotion to her. Does Does she have a lot of siblings, or and you have a lot of siblings? I have one brother and one sister, and she has one sister. Um, her sister has nine children. Wow. I, th I think it's nine. I hope I'm not misremembering that. Um, I think her she has nine children, and and we have we have sixteen. So they have twenty five grandkids. Wow. Um, from wow. two daughters. Um, so uh, it's it's it was definitely a surprise on on their part. I, I don't think that my mother and father-in-law expected their daughters to have as many children as they did at mm. all. Um, so so here here's the thing that I you know that that I ask myself. Okay, do you guys before getting married one of those have you know like. Like me and Lene, you know, I wanted to have a baseball team. She grew <laughs> up in a family of just two, so she just wanted to have two. Why yeah. wanted the baseball team? So we we're like, you know, before we got married, all right, let, all right, let's let's try to have four. So that's that's our our desired number. We'll see yeah. what God wants, you know. Yeah. Um. Did you guys say, hey, baby, let's get married and have sixteen kids? Like, how did that? No. How did that happen? No, that was like, like <clears throat> that. That was not. Walk me through that. No, no. <laughs> that was not in our plan at all. Um, I. So growing up, my my family wasn't perfect. Um, we we definitely. <clears throat> My, my parents were divorced at a young age. Um, there was alcohol abuse and drug abuse in my family when I was a child. Um, and my family definitely did splinter off when I was younger. So being a dad, um, being a husband, and forming a family that was going to be um, stable and, and you know, leave a, a godly legacy, that's something that was always on my mind. Um, but I never placed a number next to it. I just knew I want to find a good woman. Um, I want to find a, you know, a, a woman that loves me. Um, and I, I want to stay with her forever. Um, when I met Sarah and we decided we want to get married when we were you know, 17, 18, um, we talked about how many kids we were going to have, but we had it all planned out. I mean, it was definitely our will. Um, we, we decided, you know, we're going to have, we're going to have six kids and it's going to be three sets of two. So we're going to have two kids close together 
and then we're going to wait three years, and then we're going to have two more kids, and then we're going to wait three years, and we're going to have two more kids, and then we're going to be done. Um, and we had this plan uh, since before we were married, and we we read books on on um, you know the 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 best type of family. Um, my brother has five boys, um, and I wanted one more than him so that I could I could beat him. Um, so I was like, we'll, we'll go with six. And uh, we definitely wanted them in pairs so they would have, you know, little siblings to play with. But that was just what we thought was best. And it took some really serious conversations when we were younger um, to figure out really what we should do. And uh, it ended up being a conviction that God laid on our heart. Um, that that we should stop trying to enforce our will and how many kids that we would have and let God bless us with the number of children that we were capable of handling. Um, And and that was pretty... That was pretty scary to let go of that because we wanted to control that. We wanted to say, no, 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 no. You know, it, this is a, this is this is America. You only have two or three kids, mm. and then you stop having kids, and then you get a boat, or you, you know, you get a hobby, or you get a whatever it is, and then your kids go to school, and then they go off, and then you retire, and then you're 40 years old, and you're traveling the country, um, or you're doing whatever. Um, but uh, we decided to place all that in God's hands. Um, and this is this is uh, this is where we we ended up. So, sixteen kids, <laughs> <laughs> and your oldest uh, just got married. Um, was it this year or last year? This year. This year. Yeah. How how was that for you, man? To see, you know, your your firstborn <sighs> getting uh, married. <laughs> it. So, I keep thinking, with all the kids that we've had, I keep thinking, well, you know, we've already had an 18-year-old. So, another another 18-year-old, it's, you know, we've already hit this age. We've already experienced this. So, it's, you know, there's nothing new. But because every situation is different, and we keep trying to explain to our kids, you know, this is the first time we've, we've ever had you know an 18 year old or a 19 year old this is the first time we've ever had you know this many boys of this age doing this thing so we try to remind our kids that you know have have some grace with your parents because we're still figuring this out too yeah you know believe me we don't we don't act like and you'll never hear me tell you that either sarah or i have it all figured out um we leave that up to God to figure out. We just we just try to keep up with His will. Um, when Abby got married, my oldest, um, it was definitely a new experience, and it was something that I uh, I was unprepared for how um, I was unprepared for how unprepared I felt. Mm. I felt that I would have it under control 
and that uh, that I would know exactly what I was doing and that I would know all the right things to say um, because I mean look how many kids I have you know I've got it I, I've got it all under control not the case it was a uh, it was it was and still is a learning experience hmm so I have some questions Alex um, from people on the internet that <laughs> please ask him this ask him that and you know you guys are, have to, are gonna have to forgive me but there's a lot of questions thanks for sending those uh, I, I was able to pick a few of them uh, one question is Alice do your kids go to school or do you guys homeschool and how is that experience we we homeschool uh, we've homeschooled since the very beginning um, we made that choice because we wanted to be close to our kids. We wanted to have a hand in their education. We wanted to, um, to watch them as they discovered something new, to be excited with them when they were you know, reading a book that, that we had read. Um, I mean, my wife has taught all of, her, all of our children to read, and it's, it's been a... Um, irreplaceable experience. It's not something that I would want to give that up to anybody else. Mm. Um, it has definitely comes with its its own struggles and its own frustrations. If if there's a parent out there who can homeschool their child without any any doubt or any um, any frustration, they can give me a call and let me know how to do it because. There's always, there's always a little doubt, there's always a little frustration, and there's always a little nagging sense of, you know, am I doing this right? Um, but uh, when we weighed all of our options, we decided that homeschooling was definitely the best thing for our family. And uh, I think that the future of our children will, I think it will bear that out. How, how do you guys, you know, uh, how do you think you're gonna handle when they have to go to college, you know, since you have them their whole life, and then all yeah. of a sudden, boom. Yeah. We're dealing with that right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, How many are in college now? None are in college right now. Okay. Um, but my my two twin daughters, my my second and my third child, um, my twins, they are. 18 years old and they're going to be turning 19 um, in January. They just moved out of the house uh, and they're going to be going to college next fall. Mm. Um, we wanted to, they wanted to take a break and we suggested them taking a break between high school and college because right now everything is, because of the coronavirus, everything is all online and I wanted the, them to have the experience of sitting in a classroom and and speaking to the professors face to face and that and that's that's another question that somebody asked like you know you guys homeschooling you know having all the kids um, in the house most of the time uh, house how has the pandemic you know changed the rhythms of your family of life not very much, honestly. I mean, it really hasn't. Um, the only thing that it did for me personally is that uh, my job sent me home 
every other day. Mm. Um, and so I got to spend more time with my kids. Um, I got a lot of yard work done. You are an electrician. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, well, I work for an electrical contractor. Mm -hmm. um, when I was younger, I worked out in the field. Uh, now I sit at a desk. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, I have to have weights at my desk so I can lift weights and not... I can keep up with my sons because they're definitely a lot more athletic than, uh, than I am right now. So I got <laughs> to catch back up to them. Um, but we, when our kids go off to college, if they choose to, um, <clears throat> it's not something that we say, you know, hey, you have to. You have to go to college if you want to be respected or, or if you want to be respectable. Um, we don't demand that. We, we definitely hope that our kids pursue an education at, at, no matter what they do, um, regardless. But uh, when they, or if they do go off to college, they're definitely going to hear um, uh, ideas and ideology um, that differs from what we've taught them. Mm. And we have tried our very best to prepare them for all that. We never wanted to isolate them from the world. We definitely wanted to shelter them. Uh, but I've always taught them that, you know, we're not all, we're not the entire world. The, the world exists beyond our house. Yeah. You will go to different places. So you, you see, so you're basically saying you see your household as a training ground definitely. for the world. Oh, definitely. Which, which is, I think, that's how it should be, man, for every, for every family. Yeah. You know, like, we're trying to prepare you for when you have yeah. to go, you, you're ready for it. <laughs> so, and I agree with you. That that's, that, that's, that's what we should be doing. We should be giving them the tools that they need so that when they decide to go out into the world, they don't find themselves suddenly, you know, unable to cope with something mm. or caught by surprise. And we will never be able to prepare them 100%. Yeah. That's where I hope that their faith in God <clears throat> will, will give them that comfort that you know, they can always, you know, come back and speak to us or they can lean on a friend or they can open the word and they can dig in um, because there's a lot of winds of doctrine that blow back and forth. Yeah. Um, especially, especially in college. Um, but uh, all of our kids will have to make their own way, and they'll have to find their own feet. Um, how we, how many how many boys and girls are, and how many sets of twins do we have in the system? We have one set of twins. <coughs> Sorry. We have one set of twins, um, and we have uh, nine boys and seven girls. So you beat your brother on having, <laughs> on having nine boys. <laughs> oh, I hope he doesn't watch this. Um, <laughs> my brother and I are very competitive. He's 10 years older than me. Mm. Um, I love him to death. Um, but uh, I've always been the, the one who was a little more um, bookish. I, I mean, I would sit at home and I would read um, and I would draw. My brother would go out and uh, and you know shoot guns and blow stuff up. Mm. Um, and I was I was the more quiet one of, of the two of us. So he's always kind of needled me a little bit. <laughs> um, but I love him. That's good. Uh, 
you know, with having homeschool, uh, having that many kids, one question that somebody asks is how do you deal with so many different personalities? You know, it goes like, I have two, and it's just two, and I'm like, man, I can already see their different personalities, yeah. and having to, to uh, I, w I don't wanna say treat them differently, but know how to, how to be a best my my best version for for them yeah how do you do that man? that's a that is the key question that that is the key question for every single parent and whoever asked that question that's a very very good question mm. um, we definitely have a lot of different personality types what my oldest daughter needs um, is is really she needs more um, Have you ever read the book, uh, The Five Love Languages? Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't read a lot of self-help books, but that book was fantastic. Um, my, my twins need conversation. They need um, almost companionship. So usually when I'm on my way up to bed at night, I'll stop by their room um, and I'll talk with them, see how they're going, reach out and touch base. Um, and they need that constant, you know, just, you know, they need that, 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 that touch. Even now at, at 18, um, and even now that they've moved out, um, I'll probably still call them in the evening, see how they're doing, send them a text. Um, my oldest daughter, uh, she needs people who can, she can bounce ideas off of. Um, she needs people who will, will help her when she, when she needs help. Um, my boys are, are also different. Um, without going through all the kids, they are all absolutely different. And one of the things that I tell them <clears throat> is that as a parent, I need to know when to push them, when I, when I need to push them out into something, and when I need to pull them back from something. Because we don't want our kids to be shy and afraid. We want our kids to be confident and bold, but I don't want them to be confident and bold and run out into the street. Mm. Um, I don't want their confidence to make them foolish. So I need to know when to pull them back and, and when to push them forward. Um, some of my kids are shy and I have to give them little pushes to get them to go out and do things. And some of my kids are very, um, very, very confident, and I have to sometimes pull them down and remind them. When when that time comes, mm -hmm. that you have to pull them down and remind them, like you say, how it, how do you do it without making one of them feel like you're picking on them over the other fifteen? You know, I I because that's another question that people ask. You know, like. How do you like discipline? Yeah. When it's time to discipline. How yeah. uh, you say it's a blessing because everybody's watching, but yeah. um, it's also it, we've definitely had difficult times because everybody's watching. Mm. Um, I never, I never considered, you know, the the possibility that one of my kids would come to me with telling me they had a problem with how I was disciplining one of their brothers or sisters. That was. <laughs> That was a difficult time, um, you know, and it, because even though they're, 
They're my children. <clears throat> These two children, they're also my, my sisters in Christ. So I'm not just a, a father to them. I also have to be a Christian example to them. Mm. And so my response to them had to be really patient and gracious and controlled. Um, and uh, I didn't expect that, you know, I would ever have any of my kids come to me and say, you know, we, we think you're doing something wrong with this. Um, but... Uh, and that, that's, that's, that's interesting, bro, because it's like, especially in Dominican, you know, like, uh, I know that if a child comes to their dad mm -hmm. and says something like that, mm -hmm. you're in trouble too, you know, oh, like, yeah. you don't speak to me like that, but I think that's great. In Dominican, you know, where I come from, uh, if you tell that to your parents, you know, to your dad specifically, you know, you're in trouble. Yeah. You know, uh, why are you questioning me or why this <laughs> and that? You know, like, that's the kind of stuff that you just don't do. Yeah. But, you know, listening to what you're saying, I'm like, uh, that's how it should be. Because it just shows the trust that, that your kids have in you. Like I rather have, I rather have my kids asking me, you know, like, hey, why do you do this? Yeah. And then they go out and and in the street and say, yeah, my dad did this, and yeah. and start like putting those things in their hearts that you don't know about. So. Exactly, exactly, and that's that's why I said, I mean, that was that was a golden opportunity mm. because I was able to explain you know, these are the struggles that we go through, these are the things we pray for. These are the things that we do. This is the grace that we give and the patience that we give. And so I was, I was able to take that moment with my girls and, and say, you know, this is what your mother and I are, are doing and how we're parenting. And this is how we're disciplining and why we do it. And this is the thought process behind it all. Because I, it, you can't be a teenager today and have... And it, and have the world tell you, your parents are fantastic. Mm -hmm. It wasn't that way when I was a kid. Your parents are stupid. Your parents are out of touch, especially as a Christian. As a Christian, it's even more difficult to be a Christian parent, I believe, to be a Christian parent when your children go out into the world um, and when they have to stand on their own two feet um, because you know that, that those worldly influences are going to say, well, your parents are out of touch. Your parents are oppressive, mm. um, so that was a, that was a chance that God gave me at that moment. That uh, thankfully I was wise enough to grab a hold of um, and explain. You know, this is how much we love you, and, and that that discipline comes from a place of incredible love. It doesn't come from a place of anger, mm. or frustration. It's just love. Um, yeah. uh, I know my wife had a had a chance to spend uh, a Bible study, uh, women's study with your wife, Sarah, and she she, she was so nervous about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, Sarah, you say Sarah was nervous. She was so nervous. <laughs> Lynette was excited, you know, yeah. because you know we're trying to. 
we're trying to learn, man, you know, this whole being parent thing. Yeah. We've never been parents before. You know, like you say, you know, this is our first time being parents. So it, it'll be your first time having a five-year-old. It'll be your first time having a teenager. It'll be your first <laughs> time having a driver. It'll be your first time having an 18-year-old. There's all, it's nothing but an unlimited amount of firsts. Yes. And I don't care how many kids you have. It's still, this is the first, now I've got, this is the first time I'm going to be a grandfather. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. When is she due? She's due in January. Awesome. So this is the first time I want to be a grandfather. The first time, I, I mean, I've got a son-in-law. So I've got a son-in-law and a grandchild and a one-year-old. So <laughs> um, this is... Uh, it's it's nothing but firsts. Yeah. So you have you have one year old and then uh, how old is Abby? Abby's the oldest. Abby's nineteen. So yeah. one the youngest and the oldest is nineteen. Abby's nineteen. You sure? No. She. Wait a minute. Ah, dang it. Um, <laughs> Evians are eighteen. They turn nineteen in January. Abby twenty. Okay. For those 20. of you who are wondering if. He ever forgets <laughs> the names of his kids. Uh, he just gave you a clue. <laughs> I called one of our kids the name of our neighbor's dog once. Oh man! <laughs> Not even a happen? kid. I was I was just going through names and I landed on our our neighbor's dog's name, and I I I said Charlie, and my wife looks at me. Said, "What do you mean, Charlie?" Charlie, I don't. That's I mean that's the neighbor's dog. That's not our kid. All right, so let's let's do this, uh, Alex. So tell me their names. Uh, I'm putting you on, on a test right now. Oh golly, um, it's uh, do they have middle names? Yes, yes. So do you want? I'll, I'll, I'll be graceful. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just give them their first names. Uh, Abby, um, which means father's joy. Um, uh, Evie and Zoe, which they're twins, and when they were, when uh, my wife was pregnant with them, we thought that we were going to lose them both. Mm. Um, she had some complications. Evie is Hebrew for life, and Zoe <clears throat> is Greek for life. Wow. Um, which which Evie and Zoe, uh, I don't know if they do if they know this. But for years, I thought it was the same person. <laughs> like, I just, I just, it was last year that I was like, oh, they're twins. There's two of them. <laughs> but keep going. Um, uh, Grant is my oldest boy, um, who's now taller than me, which is strange. Um, uh, and he carries my name, so it's Grant Alexander. Um, and then uh, Tucker and Othi. And Othi carries um, my wife's um, grandfather's name and my dad's name. Um, Emerald, um, which yeah, <laughs> Emerald is uh, she. She's unique, but uh, I love the color green. Um, so when we were <clears throat> talking about names, we came up with Emerald. Um, and then we have uh, Boone. Um, excuse me, I'm not sorry, not, not Boone. We have Gus. Um, uh, Augustus, which I felt was a royal name. Um, and then Arthur. 
How far apart are Gus and Arthur? Uh, they're about a, they're a little more than a year apart. Okay. I mean, all of our kids are very, very close in age. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, my oldest is 20 and my youngest is one. Um, so, so Abby, Evie, Zoe, Grant, Tucker, Othi, Emerald, Gus, Arthur, and Boone uh, is the child that we lost. Um, he is uh, our 10th child which you know I when we had 10 children and I had to give a tenth mm. back to God um, that was something that that uh, that helped me understand what what we were going through and, and put it in its proper perspective that was a very difficult time for Sarah and I but it was also a time that we were able to um, I think refocus on on why we were giving our will up and putting it in God's hands. Mm. Um, and then we have uh, Story, uh, which is our, our girl. Um, not a, our girl, but she's our, our little girl. Story is a, uh, it's a girl's name in this case. Um, and then we have Oliver, Enoch, Jubal, Darcy, and Tally. So those are my five youngest. Um, when I, when I look at them all, sometimes it feels like we have two different families, maybe even three, because the oldest six are their own unit, mm. and they definitely work together. And then our middle children, um, Emerald, Gus, and Arthur, they definitely kind of are a unit amongst themselves. That's true. And then we have got uh, story... Oliver, Enoch, Jubal, Darcy, and Tally, and they definitely are a unit amongst themselves. So it, it feels sometimes like we've got three families, um, and, uh, and we definitely see some aspects of personalities repeated. Um, some of them definitely look alike. It's, it's hard to tell baby pictures different apart now, because some baby pictures could be one of three kids. Mm. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's that's all their names. And they all look like, trust me when I say this, like for 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 you, they would not look like because you live with them. <laughs> but for me that I come here once, twice a year, you know, sometimes it takes me a while. You know, now that I'm playing volleyball all the time with the boys, I'm starting to, I'm like, yes, I'm finally yeah. learning the names, you know. But... I was saying, you know, how excited Lina was to share with Sarah because, you know, uh, um, as a young mom, as a Christian family, you know, we go to church. And sometimes there are crazy men in church. Yeah. Uh, so one question that she asked your wife, how do you keep all your kids quiet during the church service? It's crazy. It's a reality. Like, yeah. How 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 does that happen? (laughs) (laughs) From a young age, we we were consistent and we taught them that you know when we're sitting in church, this is what we're doing. Um, And then as the younger ones were growing up, they had older brothers and sisters to watch, and those were their examples. So it became a little easier 
we just had to keep guiding the older children, you know, into, into, hey, remember, you're an example. And the younger children just, you know, kept watching and kept seeing, you know, this is what they do, this is what I do. So once we, we made that decision and began to cut that path, when we cut the path, each child that followed after it, it was easier and easier and easier. People look at it and go, you know, people look at our family and they go, how can you keep them all quiet? <clears throat> and I, I can tell you honestly that, you know, Sarah and I could walk out of there and spend the entire church service teaching nursery or doing another class and my kids would keep each other quiet mm. um, just because they're used to following that that pattern of behavior um, now for the younger kids they're still learning yeah so they definitely still are um, in the process yes it's a pr <laughs> everything is a process everything is a process um, <laughs> And, you know, I, I repeat that over and over and over because it, it reminds us to give grace. It reminds us to have patience. It reminds us that, you know, I'm looking at, I'm, I'm a 40-year-old with a one-year-old. Mm. I've, I've never been that before. So it's a first for me. Um, and the, the way that I parent now as a 40-year-old is not the way that I parented my first child when I was 20. Um, what has changed? I have less energy. <laughs> I have less energy. Um, sometimes I have less less patience. Um, sometimes uh, I, I I don't have the imagination that I used to when I was a twenty year old father. Um, you know, I I made some mistakes with my older kids. Um, we broke a few arms, doing crazy things. Um, jumping off the roof and and uh, and sliding down the staircase in a laundry basket. Mm, I um, care about that one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so there's there's I'm not as reckless as I was when I was younger. I'm a little more uh, calm and um, uh, more interested in in keeping the 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 schedule than I was when I was younger. So it's, 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 we're going to have different children because they're raised by a different man. Mm. Um, I'm not the same man I was when I was 20. That's, but, that's true. We, we all change with years. <laughs> when I was a kid, I never realized that. Mm. I thought, it's, it's my mom. It's my dad. They've always been this way. Yeah. And they'll always be that way. And I never realized until I became a father that parents go through their own learning process, their own full list of firsts, their own doubts, their own yeah. fears, their own worries and concerns. And a lot of that is hidden away from the world of, of children. Um, sometimes it's hidden away from the world of kids because they don't understand it. Um, but sometimes parents purposefully don't share those things with their kids because they feel like it makes them vulnerable. Um, I've, I try really hard to share as much with my kids as, as much as possible about what I'm dealing with. Mm. Um, uh, I want them to be able to <clears throat> see me as a person and not, not just as, you know, the man who says yes or no. Um, I feel like parents should be a whole lot more than that. Mm. But, uh, and that, and that shows man that, you know, 
that shows in the way that because you can you can say all you want but people are watching all the time people see um, how your family behaves and, and you can see how the communication between you and your kids uh, I'm like man I want to be like Alex with my brother <laughs> <laughs> uh, now okay so I need I need to be very clear we definitely have you know our own our own We've definitely made our own mistakes. We all we We've, all have. Yeah, okay. We all do, you know. But it's like, um, you. It's like the Bible that verse that says, like, you have to observe everything and retain the good. Yes. That's what I'm trying to do here. Yeah. You know, and and I always applaud how you guys, um, you know, show Jesus uh, the way by the way you guys live, man. You know, it's it's really. Really cool to see. Really cool to see. Well, it, it's also a constant reminder to me because you can get complacent. You can get comfortable. You can get, you know, well, my, I've already talked to Jesus with, you know, these these children. <clears throat> I'm, you know, I already talked about God to my kids. I've already given them that example. And so I forget that that's still an example I need to make sure I show to this group because that's what they need to see right mm. now. And this group needs to see, you know, something else. So it's it's a lot of juggling. It's mm. a lot of, it's a, and that's why we homeschool. I mean, that that's really that's the, the that's the core of it all. If we're not really there, close by, and aware of of our kids, we don't know what they need. And then our kids might need prayer. They well, all they'll always need prayer, but they might need to be, you know. Uh, talk to about something specific but I might not be aware of it because they're at school um, and they're away and I, I, I give that to somebody else and then when they come home um, you know it's not I don't know when I was a kid and I came home from school I didn't go share my heart with my mom and my parents I, I didn't do that everybody uh, everybody listen up if you're ever thinking about homeschooling your kids and you don't want your kids to be weird, listen to this interview. Because <laughs> it's, it's, you know, it's, <laughs> you guys have set apart, brother. You know, like, none of your kids are just weird. You know, like, your kids are kids that, that um, are sociable. They know how to yeah. handle different situations. They, they know how to be around people. Like, you guys have homeschool and you have also... You know, there is this perspective of like, yeah. oh, he's homeschool. Uh, that's homeschool. Yeah. You guys, I believe you guys have changed that view on homeschooling. You know, because like if you don't tell people that you homeschool your kids, I know a lot of people wouldn't, wouldn't know, wouldn't imagine. They, they probably, I, th I think you're probably right because my kids have told me that. That <clears throat> when they're now they're working and they're encountering other people who've, who've uh, other, you know, peers their age who've gone through public school or private school um, and it's it's they don't come across as socially awkward I'm aka weird I'll <laughs> say <laughs> but at the same time I've told my kids that being weird is okay yeah that that as as Christians we're called to be set apart we're called to be odd 
we're, we're called to be different, not, not to follow that, the pattern of the world, but to follow the pattern of Christ that he laid down. So I don't tell them they're not allowed to be weird. Um, and I hope that maybe that's given them the confidence to engage people and not be shy. Mm. I know that when I was a kid, I was tremendously shy. I was, um, I was, I was very, uh, very distant from people, um, and you know, having children of my own and seeing them grow and seeing them overcome all those those things, um, it's helped me. It's helped me grow too. And I think that as your relationship with Jesus grows, you know, I believe. That when when your relationship with Christ grows stronger, your identity grows. Yeah. Uh, 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 you know, your identity becomes uh, uh, more firm, rooted yeah. to Jesus. So it's like, you know, oh, I didn't go to your school. I didn't yeah. do this. Uh, you're not Christian. And I go to church. I'm Christian. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. uh, uh, I praise God that I yeah. I never struggle with that with the whole. Oh, I'm weird because I yes. didn't do this. No, yes. like that's why we had to be rooted in Jesus. Yes. you know, I, we're we're hidden in Christ and God. Exactly, and that's, that's exactly where we should be, so that no matter what happens around us, so it's like the world shaking. The world is telling something, but you are shaking what the world says and saying, yeah. "Okay, let's see what the God, what yeah. what the world God says that we are, who we are." You know, and I mean, I've only, I only have three children. Who are over the age of 18 um, but uh, you know it, it may be that you know we have other children down the line who have a more difficult time mm-hmm. um, so I, I want to be humble and say that you know there's I'm sure that my kids have still have a lot of stuff to teach me I'm sure that God still is gonna um, <clears throat> remind me that I don't know as much sometimes as I think I know mm-hmm. um, but uh, it, it's it's been a very humbling experience, and I'm I feel like that's what happens when you place your trust in God, and you don't try to take your own will and go, well, "This is what I think is best, and this is what I want to do." And I mean, I can do nothing but you know praise my wife for that because all this was her idea. <laughs> this was all her idea. Um, you don't take the credit. <laughs> no, no, I don't take the credit for that. No, this was all her idea. Talk, uh, talk, talking about talking about your wife, uh, Alex, you know, with all the kids and all the responsibilities and homeschool and mm-hmm. work, how do you guys find time for yourself, for you and your wife? Oh, it's very rare. It's, I mean, I mean I'll be honest, it's, it's, it's very rare. Um, when we get a chance to, you know, just the two of us do something together, we try as hard as we can to, to make that work. Mm. But sometimes, you know, laundry needs done, breakfast needs made, you know, other things need, need accomplished. Um, sometimes it's just, you know, I want to stay up and talk, but we're just both exhausted. Um, it's work. And I've, said this to people ever since I first married Sarah. She's the <clears throat> hardest working woman I've ever known in my entire life. Um, she works harder than me. I mean, there's no, you know, it's not false modesty. The woman works harder than me. Mm. Um, and she really is the, she's the, 
She's the foundation um, on which our household runs. I'm just the, I just kind of keep it in the same direction, um, but she's the foundation on which it runs and operates. Um, and I, I hope that as our children rise up, they call her blessed. Mm. I hope that as they rise up, they they are they never forget um, the the work and the sacrifice that that their mother um, has 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 given for them. You know, you know that um, I really want to see Sarah come into the Dominican uh, sometime because um, I remember, you know. Um, coming to Virginia and talking to you saying brother you have to come you have to come in one of those trips you know uh, I just know she will love it you know she will have a good time yeah uh, was something that I wanted to ask you with that uh, I know that you came to DR uh, that was your second or third time I think it was the second time okay you've been there two times I think twice okay so like uh, you being in Dominica, you know, helping us out with gold ministries mm -hmm. and all our work, and you decided to bring Abby the yes. first year. Um, and then the following year, uh, you brought Grant. Yes. Um, and then you told me that your desire is to be able to bring all your kids at some point down yes. on a mission trip with us. That made me feel like, <laughs> wow, that's so great. Why, why, why do you have that idea? Why do you think it's important? Because in much the same way that I want to make sure that our kids are growing with the full understanding that the world is larger than our family, I want them to grow with the understanding that the world is larger than their state and their country, that, that, uh, that the church extends and the needs of humanity extend to all the corners of the world. Mm. Um, I want them to recognize the things that make us similar the things that 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 bring us closer together and and it's not it's not surprising it's not great wisdom everybody wants to be loved everybody wants you know to to have peace everybody wants happiness everybody wants you know to be remembered in some way um and uh and i think you, you, you see these things in people the more you interact with people. Um, I want my kids to recognize that, that that's not just something that happens here. Humanity happens everywhere. Mm. Um, and I also want them to, to understand um, the, the the responsibility that um, that everybody has to um, to reach out to their fellow man um, and that, that doesn't end you know we're kind to people outside of our family so it should that that same idea should extend everywhere we're kind to people outside of our of our our town we're kind to people outside of our nation we're kind to people out so that there's no border that sets up where we go oh hey I can be kind but now I've got to stop right here you know because there's people over there I don't know they're strange I don't want to I don't want to do that so I don't I don't I don't want you to speak for them but 
um, I know that everybody that comes to Dominican in a mission trip, their experience is different. And I know the things that you wanted, that you were hoping for them to learn. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what, do, what would you say was like your favorite things? The f- your favorite thing of of having that those trips with your kids that you did not expect coming from the bullet list that you wanted them to learn. <laughs> you know, you understand what yeah, I'm yeah, trying yeah, to yeah, say. Yeah, yeah. Um, I uh, my my oldest son, he is very um, calm. He is very um, he doesn't. He's not the type of boy who says, you know, hey, I want to do this. Or I, you know, this is... He's not very um, aggressive with the things that he wants. He's very happy to just say, oh, this is what we're doing? Okay. Um, He's very easygoing. Um, But uh, when he was there in the Dominican, um, he, he loved it so much that this year, when... The coronavirus came and, and it hit, um, and we had to cancel. He was, he was upset. Um, he wanted to be back. And in fact, it wasn't even didn't even take this year. We were home a week after we were home. He was missing the Dominican. Um, he was just talking about how, you know, the 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 church and the people had a vibrancy, and he wanted to be there in the Dominican. Um, and I, I loved that so much. Internship. <laughs> Internship. <clears throat> I tried to convince my daughter to do that. She got married instead. So <laughs> <laughs> so you're not going to try that again? I, uh, <laughs> I, I said, you should do an internship. And so she was looking into it and she was like, oh, maybe. I, I, she was con- I think she was considering it. And I was, we were going to have her do, because um, she's into photography. Mm-hmm. Uh, my oldest daughter and and we were going to have her um, follow a team around, and we were very excited about it. Um, and we were trying to gather all the funds for it and see if we could make that happen. Um, but, uh, eh, you know, then yeah. she found love. Uh, <laughs> what do you do? Um, but uh, we were all obviously very excited about it. But I know that when she was down in the Dominican, she found um, a type of fellowship amongst other you know, older Christian women that she at that time needed desperately um and it was something that that surprised took her by surprise took me by surprise um i mean when we were we were able to gather together with other brothers and sisters in christ who had that same mindset uh, that same desire to spread that gospel and they were on fire and that fire replenished us Mm. and it replenished her and it, it definitely made a tremendous impact on the way that she viewed the global church um and uh, I know that 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 impact you know was also made on my son. And when my twins um, worked and saved money up so that they could go also, um, which that's you know they all my kids have gone. They've spent their own money to go, so they they uh, <clears throat> they definitely made it something that that involves sacrifice. Yes. Um, and not just sacrifice their time, but um, which I was, I mean, I'm a dad. I'm a little proud of that. Yeah, um, that's, that's huge. But, uh, I mean, that's, 
I'm glad that they went, and they're glad that they went, and there was they have a love for the Dominican that I don't think will ever go away. Mm. Um, and uh, I mean, all I can say to the rest of my kids is, just wait till you go down there. Just, I, just were... wait till you go to the Dominican. You don't even know. You, you just just wait till you go there and you 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 see the kids. You see the kids and and uh, and the people there and the kindness and the smiles. It's just. It's, it's the it's the gospel. Mm. And and your kids, man, were so uh, hard workers when we were there. You know, like the whole team was very team flexible and ready to get things done. You know, like uh, it made it made it made the week really easy for all of <laughs> us down there. You know, we're always looking forward having your team. You know. Um, come down to 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 visit um that's on our mind i mean that's on our mind too because you know we know that you guys you and lene both you you're in the mission field all the time <clears throat> and so if we can come down and we can we can encourage you and we can replenish you mm. um i mean that's important for us too and that's we might not be able to build a building from the from the foundation all the way up until it's under a roof, um, but we can uh, we can encourage you guys and and we can share fellowship with you and. We appreciate that, man, because it's you know you guys encourage us so well, and every time that we come here to the states, you know, we feel like we're visiting. We are visiting family, but not just our blood family but our extended church family yeah. it is a family you know like yeah. we love the hanging out time and um, it's great um, one question that, that somebody asked before that I also thought about I was like man I wonder how that happens you know we often we often think about like we had to spend time with the kids, uh, make sure that each kid gets their attention. Yeah. You know, how do you guys do that? Do you guys, do you say, okay, let me spend time with four of them now and then four later and, you know, like one-on-one, -on -one, like how does, how does that work for you? Well, one-on-one um, -on -one time, it, it, it doesn't happen. Um, but I don't underestimate the importance of <clears throat> A car ride. I've got my kids. Whenever we're driving to church, I've got my kids for twenty minutes. Mm. Um, you know, I try to pick. Um, don't tell them this, but I try to. I try to pick the kids that most need <laughs> those twenty minutes. <laughs> those twenty minutes. Hey, you're riding to church with me today. You know, you're you're in Daddy's car, and and my wife drives the van, and and I I, I pick off the weaker ones and I shove them in the car. Uh, and give him 20 minutes of encouragement. He's um, just kidding, guys. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I mean, as, as they get older, I, I'm, a very, I'm a very physical person, so I grab my kids, I hug my kids, I, I tell my kids I love them directly, um, especially my sons. I want my sons to feel comfortable telling people that they love them. Um, I want them to, to know that that's not, that's not weak, that's not weird. That's not strange. Um, that's that's manly. That's godly. Mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, 
as far as individual time, what Sarah and I have done in the past, um, I mean, logistically, we've done date nights where we will, um, on a rotational basis, we'll pick uh, two kids, and her and I will do something with two kids. Um, whether we'll you know go out to eat um, cheaply, uh, or we'll <laughs> we'll go get some ice cream, or um, we'll just ask them you know what do you want to do? Um, sometimes they just want to sit home and play board games, um, and uh, sometimes it's it's you know me sitting up um, in you know my kid's room and, and singing with them. I like to sing. It eh, it is what it is, um, but. Um, do we get a demonstration? Oh, gosh, no, gosh, no, 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 no. Um, but uh, it's, whether it's, you know, saying, saying goodnight, I mean, I definitely, definitely feel that, and I'll, you know, just to be honest, I'll definitely feel that as a 40-year-old father, um, that's one of the things that I have to pay really, really close attention to, because I gave my, my younger, my older children now, much more one-on-one -on -one time when they were younger mm. and my younger children now <clears throat> do not get as much individualized attention so that's a conversation that Sarah and I have regularly you know, mm. are, are they getting enough attention are they getting enough affection are they um, do they feel secure enough knowing that their parents love them and that you know they're and we, we try to be blunt about it um, and when we see that one of the kids is is uh, maybe a little bit quieter than they should be maybe a little bit trying to attract attention acting out in some way um, we we definitely make it a point to you know bring them alongside us much the same way we would with any brother and sister in Christ to bring them alongside us or to come alongside them mm. and say, you know, how are things going? Talk to me. Or it might even just be, I don't know if people listening to this can tell, but I don't have a problem talking. Mm. So um, I'll sit in my kid's room and I'll talk for an hour and a half. Um, I don't sleep a whole lot. <laughs> I, I usually, I get up at about um, six. <laughs> I get up at about six. My wife wakes me up. Um, uh, for 20 years, she's she's woken me up and given me breakfast every morning. Um, that's her. her that's a, that's another question, my friend. Do <sighs> yeah. they sleep? Do they ever sleep? <laughs> I sometimes I go to bed at 11:30, sometimes midnight, sometimes 12:30, sometimes one. It all depends upon what we're talking about. And then you get up sits about six or so. Yeah. It, it all depends. Like if if I'm in the middle of a good conversation. If I'm in the middle of talking, you know, with one of my kids about, you know, the importance of marriage, or uh, the importance of, um, you know, what a good friend is, um, or how to know when um, somebody has a bad influence on you, you know, or you know, or talking about more mature things um, that, you know, kids definitely need to have that conversation I mean we definitely need to have real serious mature conversations with our kids before um, the world has that conversation with them for us mm. um, so if I'm in the midst of a really good conversation then I don't care about sleep yeah you know I care about using that time um, 
but uh, you know to whoever asked that question you know there's there's no there's no schedule there's no calendar there's no I'm gonna love this kid on this day and this kid on this day it's just we, we try to grab as many of them as we can mm. um, you know we try to hug three at a time you know it's we when we tell our little kids good night they sleep four to a room um, we've got four bedrooms in our house um, and uh, it's four kids in each room um, and you know bunk beds are great and I've I've gotten I've gotten the pretty good at building beds into walls um, uh, so that you know we have beds we, we fit beds in <laughs> so our kids can find places to sleep um, and uh, you know that time where I'm in there we're either praying or we're the little kids were singing my older kids don't like me singing um, but uh, <laughs> you know whatever it is whether we're talking that's usually that's a, that's a time for everybody yeah um, but in answering this question and in answering the, the other questions about, you know, homeschool and, and disciplining and, um, you know, making sure that, you know, you give each child what that child needs because you can't just treat them all the same. Mm. All these questions are, are important for every parent, no matter how many kids you have. And I can tell you right now, I could be better at every one of these. Every one of these, I could I could say, you know what, I could I could give an extra, you know, I could get up and I could go I could go spend time with this child, or I could go spend time with this child right now. Um, but uh, I, I try not to let that doubt dig into me. Yeah. Um, because doubt, I think, is is the enemy of um, of love. Honestly, um, and parents love their kids, and, and doubt I think is the worst. When you begin to doubt your children, or you fear your kids will doubt you, um, so I really try to, to move away from doubt and just act in um, as much love and as much affection as I possibly can, and uh, and pray that God sees my my uh, sincerity mm. and. Um, and that those dividends are reaped in my kids. Yeah. Well, I I want you to know, my friend, that uh, you know, um, my family loves your family. You know, like I have much appreciation, love, and respect for you, Sarah. And I love your kids. You know, like I see them as little little brothers, little sisters. You know. Um, just because um, the way you guys, the way you guys are, man, representing Jesus, uh, it speaks volumes to me. You know, it speaks in my life. I'm like, um, I, I'm always, I, I'm always a person that is observing. You know, um, kids don't learn what you tell them, but what you do. Yeah. Uh, so I'm always watching, and, and yeah. there is, you know, there is, uh, I really admire uh, how you guys raise your kids, and I know things are not perfect, nobody is perfect, but, you know, it's really cool how you guys are very diligent um, 
to to show them God's love and show them God's ways and it shows in the way that they are living. Um, I know people that are watching, that are listening, have a bunch of more questions. And you guys are going to have to send them back to me <laughs> in, in the comments for part two. Uh, but one last thing that I wanted to ask you, Alex, is, you know, if you could give uh, the 20-year-old Alex Peabody and advice, Oh my goodness. What will it be? Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Wow, that's a um well <sighs> I th I think um I think I I mean I know this seems silly but I think I'd probably take more pictures. Um, because with the, with the size of our family, the pictures, you know, you, we take a whole lot, but it all kind of seems to blend together. And then what we found as we've gotten older is we go, wait a minute, where, where's, where's the picture of this birthday? Oh, we forgot to take pictures that day. <laughs> or, you know, a grandparent was taking pictures and they thought somebody else had them, so they deleted mm. them all. So, um, I... Like if, if I if I could refocus myself at a, at a young age, it it would I'd tell myself not to worry as much I think as I have, not to be as um, not to be as afraid, because I mean early on, um, I mean there was definitely just a lot of, you know I don't know what comes next, yeah you know, I I I don't know what's around the corner, um, I don't know. Uh, I mean, we were, we've raised a big family and I'm not a rich man. Mm. Um, you know, we've, we've definitely had a lot of, you know, struggles with money. Um, we've definitely had a lot of struggles with, um, trusting in God's providence. And, and yet through it all, God always provides for us. And I mean, it's amazing, right? Because the Bible says that he will, but you know, sometimes it takes you 40 years to realize that he actually meant it. Mm. Um, and he may not provide in the way that you think he's going to provide. Um, he may not provide you money, but he may provide you with a healthy body to do the extra work that you need to, to get what you need to take care of your family. Or he may provide you with the friends to assist you when, you know, you're, God's providence doesn't come in the ways that we think or might, might be the most, it might be the easiest. Mm. Um, and God has provided for us throughout the years in ways that have, have surprised and shocked and humbled me. Um, there's been times God has provided for us through our children, mm. um, which you know is, is also a very humbling experience. Um, I... Uh, I don't know. I think that's a really. I don't know. I'd, I'd think a whole lot about that question. Um, before I'd say that there's only one or two things. Yeah. I mean, there's a there's, an endless list of advice, an endless list of things that I'd say. You know, don't worry about this thing. You know, pursue this job more. Um, 
but I've loved my wife as much as I could every day. Um, so I couldn't say, you know, love, love her more. Mm. I couldn't say, you know, love your children more because uh, that's, it's always as much as I can. Um, but I, I'm, I'm sure that there are moments that I, 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 I missed. Um, and I've probably forgotten and I didn't expect that I would because I was 20 mm. and I was always going to be 20 and I was <clears throat> never going to get old. Um, I mean, even now I don't feel like, I don't feel like I'm 40. I feel like I'm still 20. That's good. That's good. That's a good thing. <laughs> well, maybe I just act like I'm 20. <laughs> but, uh, it, I, we don't have any regrets with the choices that we made, but I, I definitely wish that I, I would have, um, I would have recognized the important moments along the way and not been in a rush to just get from here to here. Mm. But, you know, and I, I think I'm fixing that now, you know, it, those 20 minute car trips, they're important. Yeah. Um, you know, those, the 30 minutes it takes to, you know, get ready for bed. That's important. Um, but, um, a lot of wisdom, man. <laughs> Doesn't feel like enough some days, but thankfully God provides. Um, God definitely does provide. And, and I just, you know, by the time it comes to grandchildren, which I still feel like I'm not ready for, there are days I feel like I'm not ready to be a father. Too late. <laughs> Too late. But, yeah. Um, but uh, I'm, I'm glad that... <laughs> that God gives us an opportunity no matter what we're going through. He always gives us an opportunity to correct, you know, whether it's to repent from, you know, uh, a parenting style that doesn't work mm. or a parenting style that we were taught, we were given an example of that may not be best for our children or maybe wasn't good for us, that there's always an opportunity to grow as parents. Um, I mean, I think sometimes people think, well, you know, I'm going to ruin my kids if if I don't do this for them or if I don't give them their own room, I'm going to ruin my child. You know, that's not true. Mm. I don't, you know, that's not that's not true at all. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if I don't give my kid this thing, if if I don't allow my child to, you know, have this opportunity or this opportunity or this opportunity or it, I'm going to ruin my child. No, no, no. Your, your children are going to grow and they're going to thrive as long as they're loved by you mm. and as long as they see your love for other people and they see your dedication for God everything else is just an afterthought <clears throat> so. that's very true that's very very simple how you say it but it's very deep <laughs> I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to go back <laughs> in one of those car rides and listen to this conversation because I definitely have learned a lot of things man and um, I really hope that people that are watching, that are listening, you know, are blessed have, how I have been blessed by having this conversation with you. Oh, thanks, um, man. You know, um, I'm just blessed to have you in my life, my brother. You know, like, um, I pray for you guys to keep being a blessing, keep being a light in the world. And I love the 
the the idea of you know home being training ground for the world yeah you know um, I hope all the parents out there are thinking that don't expect don't expect that when the kids go to school or when the kids go to church or when the kids go to grandpa they're gonna yeah. learn this and that that's something that we have to do at home yeah, absolutely. when they go out they're gonna do you know they're gonna thrive according to what you taught them you know well in, in keeping with the very first question you asked you know we we prayed that God would give us what we could handle <clears throat> and we prayed that God would make us capable to handle the blessings that he gave us um, and throughout the years we recognized that you know blessings don't come without struggle mm. And just because you're struggling doesn't mean you're not blessed. Yes. It, you struggling could mean that you are blessed. Mm. That's a sign of your blessing. You know, it, you having to work for what God has prepared for you, that, he is, that he, his providence has, has opened up to you. I mean, it, I know sometimes we think that, at least I have a tendency to think, that um, if it were only easier, man... I don't want it to be easy, because if it's easy, you don't know how good you have it. Yeah. If it's easy, you don't realize, you know, this is a precious time, a precious moment. You know, if if every marriage was perfectly easy, uh, if every child was wonderfully obedient, if every relationship we you know was perfect and everybody had never had any any problems with any finances or anything, then uh, then I don't think it would it would cause us to grow and change and develop our deep need for God and to boast in our weaknesses. And I mean, I I, I want to boast in our weaknesses. Mm. We we definitely have them, but uh, you know, God's providence, man. It's it's God's providence. So. Well, thank you for this time, my friend. Um, God bless you. God bless your family. And see you guys next time in our next episode. Thanks, brother. Peace. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you want to hear more, you can subscribe to my YouTube channel or you can find me in Spotify and Apple Podcasts as Cristo Urbano The Show.